1: Hey, folks, and welcome back to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm here in the Furman Garner Performance Studio at KUAF. You guys know I record a lot of episodes here. I also do them across the street at that fabulous Center for Innovation at the Fayetteville Public Library. But today I needed to to bring in the big guns because I have an amazing group of people in front of me, and I can't wait to share this particular episode with you. But I want to preface it by telling you a quick story. When I was growing up, I grew up right outside of Teaneck, New Jersey. And Teaneck is right next to a town called Englewood. And in Englewood, there were some amazing breakdancers dancers that were there. And I grew up, I, I've told you guys, I've dated myself. I grew up in the 80s. I was an 80s kid. I, I'm a Gen Xer. I grew up with Beat Street. I grew up with breaking. I grew up with the Rocksteady crew and Crazy Legs and all these amazing individuals. And there is just, I mean, break dancing was part of my culture, right? I mean, I remember when the Sugar Hill Gang came out with Rapper's Delight. They literally lived right down the street from me. Sylvia Robinson, who started that record company, literally lived around the corner from me. So I know it very much. It's near and dear to my heart, but it is an art form that was basically, that came out of, was birthed out of the hip hop movement. And when I think about breaking, I'm like, oh, this is great. And, you know, this isn't a particularly an episode about breaking but breaking is a major component of what we're going to talk about today. And so without further ado, I want to welcome several guests here. And and these guests are all part of an amazing program through Cash. Cash has a program called the Creative Exchange Fund. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this fund. We're going to talk about its genesis and, and actually why we're talking about it in the first place, because the next iteration or the next year of the Creative Exchange Fund is coming up very soon. And I want those that Are inspired by what they hear today to consider raising their hand and saying, Hey, I want to be next man up. I want to be next woman up. I want to be next person up. I have some great creativity. I have some things to share with the world, and I want to start doing it right here in my own backyard in Northwest Arkansas. So if that's you, you need to listen to this complete episode from start to finish. But if you just like talking and like hearing from those that have moved outside of their comfort zone and create art for a living, create art just because, then this is a great episode for you to listen to. So without further ado, I want to welcome a group of people. This is the most people that I've ever had on a podcast. So that's saying something. I've typically maxed out at four, but I've got six people total, including myself. And so I want to welcome Amber Paradin, who is the artist and community manager at The Medium, which is part of CASH. I want to welcome the group Breaking Habits crew. That's inclusive of Andy Nguyen. Logan Campbell, Van Dang, and Chung Wen, and so I want to welcome all those guys. And I apologize in advance; I know I may make a, a few errors with the names, but we'll get it all cleaned up in posts. But I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast today. So thank you so much for joining me.
3: It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for
1: absolutely, yeah, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. So listen, I, I want to start off just by kind of walking folks through just a little bit about the Creative Exchange Fund, and, and first of all, it's been a fund that's been around for a while. It's a year-long funding opportunity designed to activate The Medium, which is a cash creative hub in Springdale, Arkansas. If you haven't been to it, you need to check it out. In its first year, 2022-2023, they had 56 NWA artists and creatives receive a CXF grant. And The Medium hosted 80 activations, or what we would know as performances, open studios, community events, et cetera. And so it's really an amazing program. And it's really an opportunity for those that want to flex the artistic muscle that God gave them and put it out there for the world to see. It's a great opportunity for that, for it to be showcased through a program like CXF. And so I'd love, first of all, for you guys from the Breaking Habits crew just to introduce yourself to our I am Northwest Arkansas audience and Audience, for those of you that are listening, those of you that are regular listeners, I just want to say that when these guys walked in, I recognized a few of them and I said, wait a minute, I know these guys. And several years ago, there used to be an amazing event called the Block Street Block Party. And that was, that was one of my first real introductions to what Northwest Arkansas was all about. And I remember going one time with my young son at the time. He's now 13. He was, well, that was six. That was, uh, I don't like to do public math, but that was seven years ago. So he was what, six? So he he has no fear for public performance. And he just went out because you guys invited some people to come out on the on the cardboard and just do your thing. And because and, that's what we used to use back in the day was cardboard to break dance with. But you invited him out and he came out and he did his little thing and he did like a backflip and some other stuff. And, you know, he, he just like acted like it was he was part of the crew. And, and that was my first introduction to you guys. Lo and behold, here we are seven years later, sitting down, having a conversation and you guys are still at it. Oh yeah. So please tell me a little bit about how you, and you guys have been around doing this for like, oh, since oh five
0: right? This is not your yeah, first studio. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So when, when you had mentioned the, uh, when your son got down with us in uh, 2016, first off, wow, block sheet party, <laughs> that's a good event oh. to sort of get acclimated to the Northwest Arkansas region. C- and Can we just take a pause for that? Yeah. I wish they would bring that back. There's that's rumb- what I've
1: heard. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. There's yeah, yeah, okay, No, yeah. I've <laughs> talked to Hannah Withers and others yeah. and and I know that it's a major undertaking, but to yes. me, that really captured the essence of what Northwest Arkansas was all about. So yeah, so but go ahead.
0: Yeah, so Breaking Habits crew we officially established in uh, 2005, right? And uh, not to go on this, you know, long. I mean, we could probably you know write a, a short book on it. But prior to 2005, there was a the precursor crew was called Aztec Breakers, and those breakers, those individuals, comprised mostly of you know, folks in the Latino community in Bentonville okay. and Rogers. So there were two competing factions, or two main competing factions between BHS and RHS, yeah. right? And that's what a lot of people don't know. Like it, it's hip hop. You know, relative to the surrounding area, it has a pretty rich you know culture. So what our kind of you know moniker or spiel is just you know we're trying to unleash everyone's innate superpower, right? Just to unleash them because whether it's you know through breaking you know, in our case, breaking hip hop, you know, the other street dance styles, you know, a martial arts form, you know, if you do boxing, you do Muay Thai, you know, shout out to, you know, our friends over at Straight Right, you know, NWA, whether other traditional martial artists or dance, elite dancers, jazz, like think that all those things are tied in together so that its purpose is to kind of unleash our just individual superpowers. So that's, that's, that's what we try to do, right? So we try to empower everyone individually. And we, all of us in the crew have our, own a unique story of how we got exposed to breaking. So I mentioned Aztec Breakers. I was a sixth grader at Lingle Middle School in Rogers, right there on Thirteenth Street, and I happened to see Papa Rap, shout out to Al Lopez, and the Aztec Breakers, right. And I would see who are now our kind of our our senior senior members. Like I had no like interest in that at all. I mean, I was just you know. I was just a computer, yeah. teammate, which I still right. am, but you know, I can, you know, happen to break too, sure. right, or try to now, at least. But no, that was my first exposure to that. And each of the guys here, they have their own like POV type of story. I'll, I'll pause that.
1: I love that, and and I mean, again, I think we all have those moments, right, where we get introduced to something that we weren't aware of. And again, I know I'm dating myself, but I remember the first time that I heard Rapper's Delight. And it was at a Y in Englewood, New Jersey. And it just blew my mind. And I probably I mean, this was back in the day of the old big boombox, right? The Radio Raheem boombox. I I carried that thing around. But I remember listening and I and I must have worn out the grooves on my tape for and for those of you that don't know about anything other than digital music, we had physical tapes and records and although vinyl is coming back, vinyl is back. So but
0: I said it's kind of an itch, it, it is you know, but but can find a
1: cassette player. Yeah. I have yeah, a yeah, bunch I have yeah. a bunch of mixtapes at home from DJ Red Alert that I would love to just throw in yeah, like <laughs> throw into the tape right. recorder and play. But the bottom line is for me it was it was there was nothing like it. When I got introduced to the genre of hip hop and then and then of course breakdancing, it was like this was like it was like a whole different world. So why don't each quickly tell me your intro into breakdancing, into the art form and, and also into the crew itself wants to go
4: first. I'll go first. There you go. Yeah. So I'm Andy. How I started breaking. I started in junior high back in 2008. This was during the time where like America's Best Dance Crew like debuted. Mm -hmm. And it was just like this whole dance craze with everybody around my age. And then I think 2008, I was at a, a school dance and I saw some of the upperclassmen breaking it down. Right. And I thought it was so cool. And like all the other guys were just or dancing their own way, whether it's like just doing choreo or like popping. And I decided to go like through a different route, and I decided to pick breaking as the dance I want to like do. And this is like the first time I've had a computer and internet in my household, so I took advantage of YouTube and just just looked up all the tutorials I could find, all the dance performances that I never even knew about. Yeah. Did you go back to the old stuff, like the old beat street stuff and breaking, or not until late? I was just trying, I was just trying to find whatever was possible, like just how to do this or how to do sure. sure. And then just went through related videos all day. And yeah, I just, for some reason, just never stopped. You know, I just kept practicing one thing. And then in high school, I met like more guys that actually started breaking. And then 2010 is when Chung, he stopped by uh, Fort Smith. We practiced at the well, the Mercy Fitness Center. Okay. So I'm out there for the first time and we got down. This is my first time I've seen somebody in person that actually gets down like that. Right. Yeah. And then eight years later, 2018, I finally get, uh, get battled into the crew. Yeah. So, although you probably were a little sore, you weren't like physically hurt, right? Because there's a different,
1: you know, when you think of like the breakdancing crews, they actually embodied or took on some of the same. Lingo and in aspects of what actual gangs did, but for a positive purpose, right? And there's there's a whole different prospect of it. And the same thing with rap. I mean, rap for the longest time, the early rap battles, they were. I mean, people might have beef with each other, but the whole idea was to use the rap, use your language to fight your battle, right? And that, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because people don't understand that there is a because kind of like a rite of passage to get introduced to this genre and to this art form. And so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Look,
5: Logan, what do you got? Yeah. So let's see. That's where did it started. I started dancing when I was younger. I actually, shout out to Elite Dance Studios. That's where I started dancing. I actually saw the movie You Got Served. I don't know if y'all ever seen that before, but that's what really sparked my interest in Okay, dancing. I love jumping around, doing acrobatics. So seeing that on TV was cool. However, years past, I had the opportunity to take a breakdancing class by Chum. He stopped by to do a summer camp at Elite Dance Studios. Berryville. Yeah. Berryville, Arkansas. Shout out to people out there, too. Middle of nowhere. <laughs> but I was able to take lessons, yeah. get intrigued by it, and over time they would be practicing at uh, the
0: Joe Center.
5: Yeah. So I would drive all the way from Berryville when I was like 16 to, you know, practice with these fellows and Ever since then, I, I enjoyed it. I went to school here, was per- performing with them as well. And then, just like Andy, we had to battle ourselves in to the yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. And that is definitely some motivation if you're going to drive from Berryville to come to practice and everything. So,
0: yes. So, yeah, that, that's what we had to do is more like everyone wanted to learn. It was like, hey, the main practice spot was the Jones Center. It was like, just show up yeah, Friday. That's it. Show up Friday. Yeah.
1: Come. More reps you put in, the better you get. So,
0: all right. Yes, sir. Save the best for last. All right.
6: So, what's up, everybody? My name is Van, also known as Pop and Sunshine. It's my dancer name right there. I started dancing in around 2007, I believe. It's when I started like taking it serious, you know? Like, started dancing earlier, you know, but not like taking lessons or taking it to where, you know, learning foundation and everything to the T, you know? So, like, 2007 is really when I like, took off, you know? I've always been into you know watching the breaking movies back in the day sure you know beat street they always caught my attention as a kid growing up and just seeing like you know stuff old school you know videos breaking and you know popping so so generally I took on the style of popping that was my first dance style and then I took on breaking afterwards you know after watching you know chung and breaking habits crew like early days before we joined the crew you know we would go to you know, we had the Breaking Habits crew. We hosted the hospital jams at the Northwest Arkansas Mall. You know, and it was a pretty big event. We had a good outcome and everything. And this was before we even joined the crew, you know what I mean? And, yeah, we just, yeah, they hosted it at the mall. Uh, we went to the jams, just saw it. You know, you get to see it competed. Yeah competed. Really? yeah, competed.
0: Yeah, the first one in the first hospital. Yeah, Yep. Yeah, so out of state, out of state kind of yeah. up and it was a good chance for the entire community who had not seen that before in real life, in person, but also, you know, to the guys who were, you know, training something to be like, whoa, these <laughs> you guys are crazy, or oh, I can tell yeah, you. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. yeah. No, I love that. So, how big is your current crew right now? Man, in terms of headcount, it's at least, we could, I could say over 12. Wow. So, at least, at least a couple dozen. We count, we mentioned like, you know, they mentioned like their entrance into breaking through me, but really, like, you have to give credit to, like I consider like this G one breaking habits, which is you know kind of like Transformers G one, right? that as- that's asset yeah. breakers, right? And but yeah, that's like multiple generations. Now we get, now some of the guys, you know, they have little children themselves, they have families themselves, and so you know that's that's like the you know the third generation there. So it's about a couple dozen. Okay, there. I love that.
1: Well, yeah, and you know it's funny. I, I always tell people nothing ever stays the same, right? So each generation is informed and builds on the other or the latter, right? So it's like I always tell this my sons, I'm like, listen whatever I do, however great I am, you need to be doing something even better. So like whatever my ceiling is, that's your floor. And in the same way in this, with the way that you do this with, with the crew and everything, I can only imagine that the sky is the limit with the young people that will come through the doors that will be mentored and tutored by you guys as you move forward. So how has this experience with the Creative Exchange Fund informed how you operate this crew?
0: Creative exchange Fund sort of just fell from the sky at the perfect moment. It was pretty serendipitous. Okay. And I say that because Van had mentioned that the hospital jam, right? It was, that was like 2010, 2000, it was our quote unquote flagship event where we could, to see if we could pull off a medium sized hip hop or battle here in Northwest Arkansas. Cause at that point, you know, it had not been done. Right. So you know, we had like four iterations of the hospital and then a, f- a few other smaller events. So it was like two events a year. So fast forward to last fall, you know, when the fund uh came about, it was, we were, it was around the same time when we were considering of seeing if we could do another jam. And at this point it was, you know, we're talking about at least almost a, almost a decade later. So, and, you know, these guys were, you know, just like in their late teens, early twenties. So it's, it's, so in terms of the event, Planning crew within the crew, you know, it's like it was pretty spread thin. Well, a few guys spread thin, a few guys and gals spread thin, right? And so I was just like, all right, we need some like some validation and we can just pull it off, right? And then I think one of our uh, mutual, you know, contacts told me about the, the fund. I was like, oh, all, right, all right, this is dope because this is perfect. Like, you know, if we apply to this, then this would straight up help us with some of the, you know, operational burden, just the cost. Cause it's like, you know, everyone wants to do a a cool event, you know, no matter how big or small event it takes, you know, it takes some, the level of effort's got to yeah. be there. So the fund was there and I was like, okay, if we apply, if we happen to get it, that'd be excellent. And then we can, you know, still, you know, still would want to get additional sponsorship, but it would just lessens the yeah, burden, sure. right? So that's just from everything from in a jam, you have not just like, it's not just us throwing the jam and we're, we'll be the judges, right? There's, there's obviously some inherent bias, right? Especially if we're entering or whatever, yeah. maybe, right? So you tend to- you know, sort of outsource or or hit up one of our our sister crews. You know, Tulsa. You know, whether it be you know Soul Rivals guys or any of the OKC guys and gals or just you know some from the Dallas area. It was like, hey, you want to be a judge? You know, and then you know we talk about it's literally a these skill sets of putting an event. You know, they transfer to other areas in life when it comes to like you know to pitching the thing, to negotiating, you know, the rate, all that stuff. So the fund really will help with that. In addition, just the medium, the building itself, right? So it's like two birds with one stone. It's like bam, we got the funding. In addition to that, you have a venue. Because before that, it was just like combing through like, all right, Hospital Jane, we did a Gymnastic shows back then at North Star Square Arts Mall. Just all these little venues, you got to go through all that whole process. So that, that really helped us. Awesome. Well,
1: since we have you here, Amber, we got to learn yeah. a little bit about this fund and why, you know, how it even came about in the first place.
3: Yeah, I'm happy to unpack that a little bit. So I was hired by Cash in 2020 And just to kind of reenter everyone's minds into into what was happening in that era, we were like peak COVID. And I was handed the keys to this facility and said, make it cool, make it relevant, get people here. And that was a challenge. And then I brought on a, a team of really incredible people that are committed to furthering the arts community in Northwest Arkansas. And so all of us that work at The Medium are artists. We're all working artists and we all bring in a diverse perspective on, you know, our own art practice to the table. And so we were trying to figure out how do we make this space something worth talking about and building trust in the creative community so that they feel like this is a space that's safe for them to come in and test and try and perform and rehearse their projects. So we cooked up the Creative Exchange Fund. And the idea was that we sort of, Delineated different spaces within the medium and then tacked on a fund opportunity to that. So, for example, the guys here got the producers fund and that was to just like pitch an idea for a cool event. And then, we, you know, we would fund that. There's other opportunities for artists to like artists in residence to be in the in the classrooms. There's opportunities for someone to do something on the stage. There's musical opportunities there's opportunities for art exhibitions. So there's many layers yeah. to that. And so that's that we were just plugging that in. And so we're thrilled. I'm humbled to be here with these guys. And thank you. Like hearing the background of this, we didn't necessarily unpack all of that whenever they were coming into the medium. So this is fantastic and, and awesome to hear that these are the types of artists and creatives that we're we're interested in, in working with who've been out there doing the yeah. thing and really needing just that extra Push, you know, a little bit of money and a little bit of, you know, a free venue to come in and try your thing, and that's that's the that's the root of creative exchange. Yeah. Land.
1: Well, and I, w- I want to ask you this, and then I also want to get the the guy's perspective. But why why is it so important for Northwest Arkansas to have something like this program?
3: Mm. Well, first and foremost, there are so many artists and creatives and diverse mediums out here in Northwest Arkansas that really kind of desperately need venue space and they need money to do it. That's why this is important. This is why the medium exists, is to help prop up these artists that have been out there doing the work and doing the time for years, trying to further their careers. And we're interested too in in retaining this talent here in Northwest Arkansas and giving them a space to celebrate and amplify what they've been working towards. No,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And for you guys, for the Breaking Habits crew, what are your thoughts about Northwest Arkansas and the arts? Right, because I mean, I say this all the time on the podcast. I'm always, my friends are always like, "Why do you live in Northwest Arkansas? Why do you live in Arkansas?" Period. <laughs> right. I mean, kind of I mean, I'm, I'm an East Coast boy. I mean, make no mistake about it. And but I say, listen, you just don't knock it until you've tried it, right? Until you see it. But for you guys specifically, as um, artists. Because Amber's an artist as well, but as artists for you guys, what is unique about Northwest Arkansas?
6: Um, let's say, um, what I can say about Northwest Arkansas, you know, I've, I've traveled all around, you know, going to different jams, battles, you know, with the crew and myself, and I can say that Fayetteville, Arkansas, or Northwest Arkansas in general, is a very artistic place. Yeah, there's so many artists out here, you know, trying to do their thing, that you know, trying to make it, make their living, doing what they love to do, you know. And that's what's great about it. You know, we're all artists in this. You know, we just want to do this for a living, you know, and just do what we love, you know, and spread the culture as well. So it's very important.
1: It is. It is. Anybody else have anything to share about Northwest Arkansas? Logan? I'd say the community,
5: too. We're always here to help each other out. So it's really great to see that build a bond and let it grow. And MWA is doing that in terms of like the art, art. Thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you guys seem like—I mean, you guys see like—I can just, you know, how, like when you're around somebody, you're like, "Oh, these guys all get along, right?" Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you have, you, Feminine yeah, sport. I'm, sure, oh, you yeah. Have, I'm <laughs> sure you have,
0: <laughs> I'm sure you have, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's always something, but that's that's what real friendship is, right? Oh, yeah. Also, real friends never have to apologize and <laughs> stuff like that. It's just like we keep we keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, we're like a family, first, honestly. Ford, so, yeah, yeah. Ford projects kind of tied all together on the, the unique aspect. I know it's Arkansas. So you mentioned it was like the bond and the, co- the cohesion, the cohesiveness, right? We're one family, right? So again, breaking habits is fortunately or unfortunately, however you look at it, the only active breaking or kind of old school street dance crew that's active in the State. And this was during our, I would say our decade of, to us, we were kind of dormant, yeah, yeah. right? Post-hospital jams to then the true grit jam, you know, put on by cash, and the rest of us. So that being said, it's like you go to like any other large metropolitan areas, and it's like you have so many crews, right? right? right. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's a sea of, it's like, well, there's just so, it's, you get lost, right? That's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. So I tell people, not just in the hip-hop or breaking scene, you know, or, or some of the guys in, you know, and we have amazing DJ. Oh, absolutely. As well, that, or any of my guys in tech, right? It's like, yeah, you know, don't knock until you try it. Now, if you want to be a, you know, kind of a cog in machine of a community, like, you know, heck, you know, I had the opportunity to move to, you know, Seattle at one point, I could have just been like, ah, breaking out, let it, that's an old chapter, go out there, just get down with massive monkeys up there and just do the thing and and just be a part of that. That's that behemoth of a community. But if you want to be pioneer of something, any micro community, you do it here in North North South. So that's, that's that's the beauty of North North South.
1: I love that. That's perfect. And, so, I'm assuming you've had people that have left to go other places. I uh, know, yeah, for sure. But what have those experiences been like for them leaving Northwest Arkansas, maybe where they learned breaking, breakdancing, and they've gone to other places?
0: Whether it be by their own volition, we do have a Breaking Habits Crew Mexico chapter. Oh, okay. oh yeah. You know, okay. So, Manuel Juarez, he's, all, he's repping Breaking Habits in Mexico, but also he's gotten down in, to with the dynamic, uh, dynamic rockers, rockers right? Crew. Yeah, dynamic rockers down there, right? And what I mean by his own, I mean, he, unfortunately, he, 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 wasn't, it wasn't voluntary. Yeah, it wasn't voluntary. But, you know, anyone else I could think of that, man, like who, who else has uh, moved uh, away? I mean, we still keep in touch, but it seems like some of them, they end up just coming back mm-hmm. or am I, am I mixing up members? You know? Yeah, they usually come back.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, we, we have, we, everyone has those friends uh, that, you know, they'll, they'll go off, make your mark or if it doesn't work out, you know, keep, keep building out here. Absolutely. Right?
1: So what would you tell somebody that's thinking about moving to Northwest Arkansas, why this place is so special? And this is a question I always ask my guests, just because like for me, again, like I told you, I'm, I'm eight years in, right? I'm not an OG like you guys are, but <laughs> I'm eight years in and yeah, be. I'm about to be. I'm, I'm going to cross that those burning sands in a couple more years, But but there's something special about this place. And it's hard for me to articulate it until you've experienced it, right? But what would you tell somebody that's thinking about maybe moving here for work or maybe thinking about coming here and as a, or or thinking, man, I'm going to miss out on so much culture that I have on this coast or so much culture that I have on that coast. And I'm coming to the heartland and everything is the same. And I'm like, it's really not.
0: Yeah. You guys want to hit on that? I can, I'll bring it home. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, not to just rehash what I previously said, but I think that it's, it's trade, there's trade-offs, right? The example you gave there, like life's about trade-offs, right? There's not really you know, full on 110% solutions, right? So you mentioned that it's like, well, you know, I could go to a larger community and get involved there, get, uh, you know, sucked into that vortex or whatever it may be, and, or end up being a builder and, and, and being, uh, you know, building out the community there. But I would say that if in whatever your discipline is, whatever your hobby is, whatever your, you know, obviously there's certain industries that are more you know, a lot like there's some more work industries that are, you know, whether it be the big three, Walmart, JBL and Tyson, and then the vendor community, CPGs, all that stuff. There's more, there's more, there's actually, you know, instead of it, it, those pillars have been there, you know, that instead of staying in the shadow of these large pillars, like, yeah, they kind of paved the way. So there's big companies and those large communities and whatever, but just really having that opportunity to just like have that, that sandbox in the way that, you know, medium and the creative exchange funds, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, if you want to, you know, beta test, you want a sandbox, you want to validate an idea, I mean, that's where I feel like, you know, Northwest are really
1: strong. Yeah, plus to piggyback on that, you have the benefit of those the big 3 that you mentioned. Yep, their success breeds the success in other areas because actually, you know, the Tyson Family Foundation is a huge supporter of this program. Or maybe they're the only supporter. They are they're the, the sole supporter. All right, well, yeah. shout out to the Tyson Family Foundation. And you know, like the Walton Family Foundation and so many others, you know, these legacy families here in Northwest Arkansas have given a lot back. And it's to advance the area, of course, right, for obvious purposes. But it's also what they're doing is having the intended effect of advancing the culture of our community, right? Because then there would be a lot of people that would have no frame of reference for you guys. I grew up with this, so I know it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's an old hat for yeah. me. But I'm an old dude. I'm older than all you guys. But the bottom line is. Every generation needs to know about that. They need to know about the art form of breakdancing, what it represents, what a breakdance battle is all about and just the nature of the creativity that comes out of that. I mean I, I mean growing up I remember going to the rink in Bergenfield, New Jersey and that's where I first saw Crazy Legs and I first saw the Rock Steady Crew and I mean I'm going back and I'm talking about these are like the Hall of Fame of breakdancers yeah. but they're so cool. Yeah, they are. Still oh, yeah. Crazy they're Legs, he's like 57 years old and he can still do the windmill, he can do everything yeah. but I mean, these guys, That's right. these guys are insanely, incredibly talented. And I remember they would just come, oh, go into the back of the roller skating rink, we'd throw out a bunch of cardboard boxes and they would be all flattened on the floor because cardboard works really well or some linoleum, depending on the kind you use. But bottom line was they would have these breakdance competitions and nobody would be on the roller skating rink. Everybody would be in a
0: massive circle
1: watching. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was just like a social was. It was. It, it, time, was right? it really was. So.
0: That that really hasn't left that social cue though. You know, whether you're at a, a wedding reception or whatever, someone starts just doing the dancing. It's like the, it, the circle starts. Yeah, up. it's like that. it's like naturally. It's, if breaking, you know, did not exist, did not exist in history, or whatever, right? Right. If just movement in general, right? right. If there is one person that is doing something, you know, kind of whoa, really cool looking or out of an it's ordinary. stop everything. Then people are just going to stop everyone. Everyone's just going to naturally form like this circle. I mean, you guys had it. You guys were on the side of
1: Block Street and everybody <laughs> kind of filtered over and there was a huge like oblong circle there of people just watching you guys perform. So man, that's exciting. So what's next for you guys? Now that you've been through this program, you got the help to, now has the, has the event happened already?
0: Yeah, so the event was back in September, okay. early okay. September, first weekend or second weekend of. September.
1: So, what is how has that experience and what the Creative Exchange Fund has laid the foundation that it's laid for you? What are you going to do next?
0: Yeah, so the validation was there. You know, I'm a pretty you know data driven guy, and I think that uh, you know the data points are collected there from like you know or what was revealed, strengths, weaknesses, what have you. It's now it's a matter of all right. Do how or when or if, it's not really a matter of if, it's a matter of when, you know, will we do the next yeah. one, you know, and at what yeah. scale will it be, you know, similar. That's being uh, currently discussed in the crew. It's like, now these guys have seen, you know, previously I mentioned like, oh, they were, they were just too young to really help out. I was like, just enjoy, you know, to get to be glassy-eyed and enjoy and compete. Now, you know, these guys are part of the event planning crew within the crew and they're like, whoa, that's, that's a lot of work and um, wow. But afterwards, after you pull off something that, you know, doesn't end up, you know, completely crashing and burning in this case, it, you know, went, went pretty well, I think, you know, now, now it's like the inspiration, right? Inspire the guys, but it also inspire like just one person in that audience, right? If it just takes one person in that, you know, hundred or so people that were there that day to... You know, look on, the, look on the you know go you know Google or go on a search engine and go on YouTube to find you tutorials or find our you know our our socials and try to get a hold of us on you know on, on like lessons and things like that. We inspire one person, or then don't have to get in breaking. They can just you know like I just want to. That looks like that takes some balance. It takes that takes like some finesse. Like I just want to you know challenge myself. You know, then I feel like that's it, it's overall a net positive, right? So that that's that's the that's the big questions like. We bring back the hospital five. It'll be the fifth edition rendition, and that's sort of a big. Do you still have any of the posters from
1: the original events? You do. Okay, all right. I'm gonna have to get you to send me a digital copy of one of those. I'd love to see that. So yeah, it's actually on. Is it really? Okay, all right. I'll find that for sure, and I want to make sure we share that out in the show notes and you know, get people acclimated to what you guys are doing. And again, I know about this and there are others that just don't, right? That are just now being introduced to it. And that's fine. It's better late than never because there's always a new opportunity. And like I said, it's a new generation. So I'm excited to see the next generation that you inform about breakdancing and what that looks like. And I just want to encourage you guys to keep doing what you're doing. I'm glad you were part of the Creative Exchange Fund. And I wish you nothing but success as you move forward in your careers, both on a personal and a professional level. And I really want to appreciate you guys for coming
0: out. Thank you so much. Appreciate you you. having us, man. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. And before we close out, Amber, I just want you to share a final word about the Creative Exchange Fund for those that are listening that may want to participate. If it's, if it's if they're in time to do it for this year, which is 2023, or maybe they're listening to this next year in 2024 and they're like, oh, I want to find out about this and I want to par- take part in this program. How does somebody do that?
3: Yeah, thank you. So we're actually, fortunately for all the creatives listening to this, our next round of applications are opening June 12th, 2023, and will close July 17th, 2023. Okay. So we are right on the crux of them reopening for about a month. And we invite all mediums to come to the table, pitch an idea. We don't care how weird and wild and maybe experimental it is or at what level of artistic career you might be at. We would love to see it. And these guys, I just want to thank them so much for sharing your time and energy over and over again with us at Cash and The Medium and being here today to tell this story. Because these guys really embody the spirit of what we were hoping to accomplish with this program. And all of the artists and creatives that have rolled through the medium as a part of the creative exchange fund, we can say that's true for all of them, but we really love these guys and, and they've kind of become like a poster child for what's possible with this program. And so I would just encourage people to get out of your head a little bit and put yourself out there and pitch your idea and. Come take a risk with us. Like, we're ready to do that. And and the applications will open and it will be at our website, themedium.art.
1: Okay. Themedium.art. What a new rebrand. Yes. We will, yes. we will, we will uh, put that all on the show notes. So everything that you heard today, even some of my old school references to breaking and Beat Street, I will put a link to that in the show notes. I think you can actually watch Beat Street for free on YouTube. So I'll make sure that you guys can check that out
6: you had something you want? Oh, yeah. So I also wanted to say for the whole entire community of Northwest Arkansas, we are actually uh, teaching classes if anyone's interested, you know, all walks of life. It doesn't matter what age, you know, if you're interested in learning or have always been interested in learning, we'd love for you to stop by. And we are teaching at uh, the Cash Studios at uh, 1004 Southeast 5th Street in Benneville, Arkansas. Okay. And, um, Our styles class. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to them. Styles class. I'll be teaching the styles class from four PM to five PM. Right. And Andy will be teaching the breaking class from uh six to seven PM. So it's a thirty dollars a session, you know, there's no initial sign up online. Right. Just come through, you know, just have a good time, learn some. Some dancing, man.
1: Now, so for us old heads out there, does that also include a free tube of Icy Hot?
6: Oh yeah, we got we we'll just add on that, <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: it's
6: like, it's it's like
2: yeah. Yes, yes,
1: <laughs> I set that up. No, I appreciate you, you sharing that, Van. Thank you so much, and we'll be sure to link to your website as well. And I'll get a copy of that flyer that you have there, so people can know about that. But yes, I would encourage you guys to check out the Breaking Habits crew. Maybe you have a young child that is looking to get into the arts, this might be a great way for them to do that. You know, I mean, my son, he loves dancing. He has acted with Theater Squared. He's done a bunch of stuff because there's something about performance, and especially in front of other people, that gives you that moxie that you need to just deal with life, right? I mean, you guys can all agree to that, right? So, yeah, so I certainly want to encourage you to do that. But we'll make sure that that everybody that's listening to this can go to the show notes at IamNorthwestArkansas.com and get all the information for the Breaking Habits crew, get all the information for cash and the Creative Exchange Fund. Everything that you need to learn about this particular program will be on the show notes for this episode. So I want to thank you guys again so much for coming on the podcast. I want to thank Chung Nguyen, Ben Dang, Logan Campbell, Andy Nguyen, and I want to thank Amber Paradin for joining me today on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Well, folks, that's another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us and all things NWA. Sign up today. You can subscribe to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it, and please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Remember, our podcast comes out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week for another new episode of
2: on I Am Northwest Arkansas.